Hey everybody, Josh Sheridan here with the Barely Legal Podcast. They demand my alter ego, but I won't go. Exciting guest today, we have Julia Powell from local band Vetno, and we're going to start this one off a little bit differently than we have with other musical artists. We're going to listen to her brand new single, Is It Skin? Yes. That's coming out October 2nd, 2nd. which is Friday. Is that Friday? Yes. It's, All right. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So we're going to play that and then we'll go from there. Go ahead.
I'm losing it. So we're back. Wow. That was amazing. Uh, I love it so much. I, you know, I was in getting ready for talking to people who are going to come on the show. Some of them I've heard of before. Some of them I haven't. And I'm relatively a new fan to Vetno, but it's, it's really right up my alley. I love the whole, I, I hear, you know, tinges of Depeche Mode, Joy Division. I talked to you a little bit off air about PJ Harvey and yeah. some of the vocal stylings of Fiona Apple, but that's just badass. And it's so cool because it's really outside the lane of normally the people that are coming in here that I listen to. So where did you come from? Are you a Florida person? Or are you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was born and raised in Tampa, lived here my whole life. <laughs> very interesting voice. Even in your talking voice, I can hear kind of a lower register. To yeah. It. That's very cool. Absolutely. Yeah. When I first started singing, it, it always kind of freaked people out. <laughs> and you started at a pretty young age, if I recall. I got some, somebody was nice enough to kind of send me a cheat sheet yeah. on you. And I understand that you've been you've been doing this since at least 16 years old. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I started playing and writing music when I was really young, like elementary school. Um, I started playing shows and doing open mics um, when I was, yeah, about 16. Now, did you have a musical family? Were you introduced to music by somebody in your family or is this something you kind of came about on your own? A, a little bit of both. Um, my mom has always been really into the arts. She was like a dance teacher. Oh, really? So what type of dance? Ballet. My wife yeah. is huge in the ballet. She oh, yeah. So much. And ballet is so, it's amazing. It, it, so in a, in a weird way, there's, there's some crossover with your music in this. Ballet is, people think, think of it as their little kids go to ballet and right. like see on TV, but there's a very dark, Oh yeah. Aspect of ballet. There's yes. a dark history to ballet. A lot of the, you know, uh, modern ballet. There's a lot of interesting stories. Yeah. There, you know, espionage and dark, you know, you know, stories to it. So it, it, I, I could see that kind of sensibility being passed to you through her. Yeah. Her. Did she dance? I mean, she's a teacher, so I assumed that she danced. She doesn't anymore because okay. she had three kids, but it's really hard on your body. To do physically ever. Yeah. yeah. She, uh, she just teaches elementary school now, but she was a dance teacher for a long time and she wanted me and my two sisters to be you know, have some kind of artistic hobby. Sure. So she was like, you're going to learn to play an instrument, you know? So are your sister's older, younger. Are you in the middle? They're, uh, they're both much older. Oh, really? Yeah. So how was that? Was that, did you feel like an only child? Yes. Up? So how much older are they? Um, my oldest sister is nine years older than me. And my middle sister is seven years older than me. So not crazy older, but they yeah. were out of the house for a good portion of your Yeah. Teenagers. By the time I was in middle school, they were living in dorms. You know? Now, did they uh, have any impact on the type of music that you listened to or not Not at all? No. <laughs> so <laughs> no. Uh, when, I, when I left law school, I joined a partnership over in St. Pete and it was with one of my friends from law school and his sister, who was 10 years older, was huge into British, like, like it was always the Smiths. Um, okay. Echo and the Bunny Men, uh, you know, Joy Division, all that kind of stuff. And it, it, it pretty much completely structured his taste in music. So I always yeah. had this interest in, is it your parents? Is it your siblings? Is it that you couldn't relate to kids your age? So you found that kind of world in music. Um, I, I know where I fall. Yeah. I was an only child. It wasn't my parents at all. So it was, I don't like, 
dealing with people. So I go in my room, put my headphones on, and that's where it all comes from. I think it was really similar for me. Um, When I was a kid, I was was kind of fucking weird, you know? (laughs) So I would definitely, like, watch a lot of movies and kind of, you know, listen to a lot of music and just kind of do a lot on my own. I was a very, like... music that you were into back then? Definitely, like, old classic horror movies. Like, I would watch them with my dad sometimes. He, like, got me into it, which my mom was... Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? It's so weird. <laughs> he stares at horror movie posters <laughs> on the wall. Right. No, but a lot of like, you know, like the shining and like the classic Amityville horrors, all oh, stuff like sure. that I would yeah. watch when I was younger, which probably fucked me up a little bit, but it's fine. Um Well, I'm thinking now, because because in, in kind of studying up in your music, the phrases yeah. dark wave and synth pop and dark pop and yep. all this stuff came up. And as you're saying this and as we're talking about The Shining, I'm thinking of the opening music yeah. that you're driving to the hotel <laughs> and thinking how badass that would sound with you singing over. Thank you. Was that Tangerine Dream or who was it that did the soundtrack for the like, real keyboard heavy? You know, I want to say it was Tangerine Dream, I thought. I don't think, no, Kubrick didn't work no. in Tangerine Dream. Well, we have Mike yeah. Sinclair in here, by the way, who's a former guest on the show. <laughs> Uh, and he's a producer on the show and, uh, he's in a relationship with our guest today. So he'll, he'll be helping us, you know, with, uh, references. Yeah, yes. I, I am Mr. Vetno. Mr. Vetno. <laughs> anyway, so while I was watching, what was the movie? War, was it Warlock? What was it? We were talking about this. It was an old Roy Scheider movie where they have to like drive a semi through like South America. It was a uh, Rifkin, not Rifkin. Who's Freakrin, uh, the, the sorcerer, maybe sorcerer. That's yeah. what it was. Tangerine Dream did yeah. the soundtrack to that, and then also did it to the the keep that that early Michael Mann movie. So this isn't going to be his interview. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, no, uh, it's it's all good. No, Take but anyways, time. talking about talking about uh, the Shining, you know that type of yeah. dark, heavy keyboard yeah. type of music is definitely the vibe that you have going in it, the background. It definitely influenced me. I was really into all How that. Were you when that was taking hold of you oh god like nine awesome. ten like a, elementary I a, school <laughs> i love a nine-year-old yeah to, you know, watching yeah. the shining and listening to that type of music no absolutely yeah and i you know like when i was a kid i was really into like green day and like green you know day bands huge, like that green day is a huge entryway drug oh a lot yeah of musicians on here i'm a little bit older than absolutely people come on but almost anybody who taught themselves to play an interest that's like yep. younger than 40 Dookie somehow is what taught yes. me to play guitar and bass. For me, it was Insomniac. Okay. The album Insomniac by Green Day, just like, I was obsessed with it. I had like a poster of it at like 10 years old. You yeah. know, I was yeah. I was just really into it. I wanted to be Billy Joe Armstrong, you know, For so sure. I learned how to play guitar. And yeah, yeah it, was, it was great. I owe a lot of my interest in music to Green Day. <laughs> what are some of the other bands from that time? From that time? Um, I listened to a lot of the Black Keys. Okay. I still do. I still like them a lot. Um... I think that band, they kind of suck in retrospect, but like All American Rejects. Okay. Remember them? I was really into them when I was a kid. Paramore, okay. you know, being a girl, I was like, oh, Haley Williams. Um, God, I'm trying to think. Those are the ones that stand out. I don't remember everyone else. Right. Oh, well, I started listening to Depeche Mode at a very well, young age, go. too. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> so uh, any bands in high school? Did you perform in high school at all? Or was it more just kind of, you know, figuring out what you like, writing, that kind of stuff? I was just solo. Um, so I've kind of come full circle. <laughs> you right. know, so now I'm solo again. What, is that, what does that look like? <clears throat> it was weird. It was like kind of folky, like acoustic okay. music. And where would you play? 
Um, just like open mics around the area. I would do some shows like at like restaurants, like background music. Did you, you ever know? do the Yeomans on Davis Island? Yeah. That open mic. That mm-hmm. seemed to be an open mic that was quite popular. I was talking to uh, John DeWicky from the Holy Terror last week. Yeah. They, they were kind of ubiquitous there. Um, yeah. There some other open mics around the area that you played. There's, well, I don't think they're open anymore, but there is Beer and Brownies, Sacred Grounds. Again, not open anymore. Okay. Um, Boba okay. in uh up by the USF area. Okay. They have a good open mic. I'm trying to think, it's been so long. <laughs> no, that's so fine. Yeah. So how long did that go for? Um, a couple years, and then I was in this band that was like a blues rock band. Really? What was yeah. That it was called the Henleys. They're okay. still active, actually. Okay. Um, yeah. So I was in that for a while, and like then Alabama Shakes type blues rock or um. Kind of, yeah, Black Keysy yeah, type yeah, stuff. Yeah. Okay. And then I started Vetno um, with, you know, one of the original members, Carlos Reyes, and um, we just kind of transformed into this dark wave thing, and now I've gone solo. From, from oh, yeah. That type of music. I was just so. like, I'm going to do a complete 180 here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but now I've gone solo, so it's it's a lot more like electronic. Is Vetno a solo act, or did you go solo from Vetno? I'm Vetno now. You're Vetno, okay. Yeah. <laughs> because in, in looking at it, it looked as though there was some band members. I don't know yeah. if they continue on or if it's a rotating cast or how that works. No, it's just me now. Um, it's, yeah, like some, you know, like Google takes a long time to catch up yeah. <laughs> and all that. Yeah. But no, now, yeah, Vetno is just my my solo thing. So I'm listening to the music. Are there instruments on it or is it more, you know, setting up beats through the computer or how is it that you're creating the background for that? Yeah. So in the older stuff, you know, when I had band members, it was instruments. I was playing guitar. We had a drummer. Um, we had a keyboard player. Um, but now since Comeback Crows, which is my most recent single that's out, um, it's mainly electronic. Okay. I mean, there'll be a little guitar here and there, but it's mostly like me and my producer, Sean Leonard, like making shit happen on Have keyboard. Have you performed <laughs> live in that setup yet? Or was this all kind of happening during COVID? It's all been happening during COVID. Do you so. have some idea in mind of what a live oh, yeah. performance will look like? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so obviously just me. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll be singing and I have a whole like light show oh, that I'm going to cool. be setting up. So it's going to be more of like a kind of like a visual experience yeah. rather than just like me up there singing that would be boring have you, know? you started booking acts uh, booking shows yet or i haven't i'm way too paranoid about covid well that's just <laughs> it so i, I just yeah. announced today we're, we're gonna do our we're gonna try to do our first show on december 12th at crowbar okay where i'm putting on a lot of the guests who have been on up till the point of picking this yeah I, I already think i'm almost filled up for next year if, if oh nice yeah it. but uh but uh yeah i mean everybody's like you know i'm not sure we want to announce yet i'm not sure we're right. 100% on it and and not only that i'm not sure i want to do it if it can't be like right. it used to be like if yeah. it's a bunch of people sitting at tables 20 feet apart it's gonna be it's weird. gonna be yeah you know like doing a stand-up gig at a church or something you're not gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be very hard to get in the in the in the in the you know harmony of it all so yeah so let's talk about kind of the inspiration for this the writing for this like sure. are you writing all the time or and how do you write are you pen and paper on the phone yeah. singing <laughs> on your phone like in the studio what's what's how does that work yeah so the way that I'm writing now I I 
pretty much write constantly. I do go through weird phases where, like, I won't write for, like, a month, and then all of a sudden I'll write. Do you like, worry, like, it's dried up or anything like that? No, I'm so used to it now. It's like I have this weird, like like cycle with it like i won't write for a little while and then there'll be a couple weeks where i write like five or six songs just like all at once you know so i'm used to it now (laughs) but um more recently i've I've been writing a lot more i think especially just because of covid there's nothing else to do that's 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 true i would guess for a number of different reasons both from the from the perspective of it freeing up your time but also if you need some dark subject matter to write right. songs about, you've got it. Now's a great time. Just a bounty of it yeah. available. You can look anywhere and probably have 10 different songs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how much of it is is autobiographical? How much of it is more abstract and just trying to achieve like a sense or a feeling? Like, like tell me about where what mark you're trying to hit with your lyrics. Yeah. So it's pretty much 100% like introspective okay a lot of the time um i i don't really tend to write about anything directly i more try to create like i i see it as you know like a mood kind of yeah like i i'm trying to score a scene in the movie well you know? so that's that's I, I love that you said that because there is something very theatrical about your yeah. music very you know it is building a picture in your mind when you're listening to it. Yeah. It's atmospheric and theatrical. So that's very cool. Absolutely. Um, and I love, I love the fact about writing a movie because that's something I do when I listen to music sometimes. Yeah. Kind of build a movie around the song. Or, right. Or, you know, you know, so that's interesting. I, I love that there's kind of a visual aspect of it, which is really cool too. Cause I think, Hasn't Mike done like one or two videos? Oh, he's done a ton of yeah. videos. <laughs> yeah. I saw a couple we're coming up on ten. <laughs> they, were, they were so badass. I mean, the, the kind of mixed media aspect of, of yeah. you guys working together is a, it's a very cool situation. So, um, have you done an LP yet? I know that there's like a, a couple singles and then an EP that I saw. Do you have a long something coming out or that's what I'm working on right now? Okay. How far um, are you along in that process? Almost done. Are you really? almost done? Yeah. Um, I am planning to have it 100% done by the end of October. Okay. And then it'll probably come out, um, around New Year's. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. So all the I'm songs really are stoked. Written? Oh, yeah. They're all yeah. recorded. They're all recorded. We're just finishing some of the production now. Where do you guys record? Do you do it at home or do you do it at different studios? So or? I record, um, you know, I, I record all the instruments at home just in my bedroom right, right. <laughs> and then i take it to my producer sean um who's in tallahassee oh wow okay. and i go up there to get like a really good recording of my vocals because obviously he has a whole studio set up sure, you know yeah. fancy mics all that um and then he you know goes in and does like the fine tuning making sure everything sounds right like he comes in on a production mindset and makes it sound better than i did you know right. well it sounds amazing very professional thank you very, i mean like I want to say spit and polish, but I don't mean that in, in a bad way. Like sometimes yeah. it can be too antiseptic, too clean. Right. I'm not saying that, but it just, it really sounds amazing. Like, Thank you. Yeah. And it's funny because, so I'm a big Deftones fan and uh, they have a new album that came out last week and I'm in love with it. But a lot of my friends like uh, Elliot Mayo and uh, Dimitri Stoyanovich and some other people, like I'm hearing all these people talking about the mixing on it and the recording of it. Yeah. And not that, that there, it wasn't quite on point. It's funny because my ears aren't trained that way. Right. So, you know, I don't hear a lot of that stuff that probably the more trained ear, but when you're listening to 
your stuff, trying to figure out what you want it to sound like? Is there something that you're going for? Is there is it just really clean vocals or, or you know, your your vocals up front or what, you know, how would you describe that? It it really depends on the song. Okay. Um, but so it, it can change from song to song? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, like some songs I, I want my vocals to sound really like gritty and like if my voice cracks, I don't care, yeah. you know. But on other songs, like that song Comeback Crows, it's out. I wanted it to be very like clean, kind of like atmospheric sounding right. vocals, you know. So it does vary from song to song. Usually I, I just kind of go for just sounding like it was supposed to sound that way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, nothing sounds like an accident, I right, guess. Right. Yeah. Well, they, you know, that's you hear with like a art, art, like sculptures and stuff is that they're right. creating a piece. They're just removing what shouldn't have been there. Exactly. So in a, in a yeah. kind of way, that's what, you know, your approach is to the music. Yeah. Um, now in touring before uh, the shutdown, what type of bands were you touring with? Were you playing with any other bands locally or is there a, is there a scene for this type of music locally? Yeah. Yeah, there is. Um, I, I think that, you know, I, I don't know of any other artist that sounds exactly like I sound, which sure. is good, I guess. But yeah, there, there are some other like dark wave, synth wave bands. A lot of time though, with local shows, you just kind of get thrown on a show with whoever, you know, like it just depends. Well, it seems to me that there could be a, I don't want to call it a danger, but there's a whole other part to like electronic music. Yeah. that's kind of more. And I'm going to age myself now, okay. like ray, like ravey or that type. Yeah, of thing. like EDM. Yeah, so right. this is not that. This no, is, this is this is a different world from that. How would you define the differences between the two, if you could? So I would say EDM is is much more like this is made to do Molly yes, yeah, too. Yeah, 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 you know, and my stuff is like almost more. I mean, like like in Billie Eilish's lane, where she's a very like dark poppy it is electronic yeah. you know not that i sound like billy eilish but i would put my stuff more towards that than you know a, dead mouse an amazing ballet to your music thank you that would be that would, <laughs> that be, would be great cool. like i think of like black swan like yeah. dark, <laughs> bloody ballet with some cool i would love that you want to produce that music Next video, video. Yeah. let's do it man i'm gonna help you see we'll put a call <laughs> out for ballet ideas. ballet I got, I got dancers. i've always thought of having an aerialist Oh yeah, do a video like, on like the ropes or... yeah, they do all that stuff and that. So yeah. my my daughter is six and we've been on a Greatest Showman run. Have you seen that movie? No. So it's it's okay, but there's a really badass song that's in there that I've been listening to on repeat. But there's a whole there's a whole uh, rope scene with it that's pretty cool, and I, I could see it a darker version yeah. of your type of music. So, yeah. Um, so uh, as far as plans, when COVID kind of lets up, aside from the album, are you going to tour behind the album? Oh, absolutely. And yeah. in Florida only? Or are you going to go up to New York or go? Because, I mean, I could see you playing really yeah. big up in the North <laughs> Yeah. I, I would love to do like a full East Coast tour. That's definitely something that I want to get on. Do you have a label? Do you have that sort of stuff? I don't. I am all, well, it's all me and my producer right okay. now. So, but I've managed to get a lot done. So well, <laughs> I'm confident. Sure. I mean, you've gotten a long <laughs> way with that yeah I mean, the sound of it again not to keep you know kicking a dead horse it's but okay it's 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 very marketable i think Thank you. and I, I mean that in a good way not like right. a commercial you know it's i could see it being something that would really grab hold and take hold of people would, would listen to i hope so um so as far as kind of have you found inspiration and, and where are you finding it from right now like 
you know, this tax return thing uh, that's coming oh, over this yeah. weekend has <laughs> sent me down a rabbit hole. But if you right. look at the past four years between, you know, Me Too movement, BLM, mm-hmm. uh, just a lot of the stuff in politics, like, what is it that speaks to you? Like, you know, I don't, I don't know the lyrics. I don't know. I, I can yeah. hear the song, but are they dark? The, the lyrics themselves? Absolutely. And what is it, you know, where is that coming from inside of you or from outside of you that's really resonating? Yeah. So a lot of my inspiration comes from like what's beyond that. Like when you see all these things happening in the world, like why are those people doing those things? Like what's wrong within themselves that this is happening? Right. You know, and that they are acting this way and feeling the need to go on all these like power trips and all this, you know. So that's what I write about a lot is like, what the fuck is wrong with people? What the fuck is wrong with me? You know, and kind of, that's why I said it's, it's very introspective is I do write like, um, in first person a lot, even though it might not really sound like that sometimes. Um, but a lot of it is, is, you know, why are we like this? (laughs) It's not even one specific event. It's just like, why is any of this happening? So it's interesting. And I, this is a question that a topic that I used to discuss a lot with my father before he passed. And I think the only other guest that I ever asked this question to was Mike, which is, do you think that there is actual evil in the world or do you just think it's human nature or mental illness or substance reliance you know, because I can tell you as a former prosecutor, as a defense attorney yeah. who has for going on 20 years de- dealt with people who have been charged with crimes, usually Oz is not behind the curtain. There's not this right. dark, sinister, it's, they had a fucked up childhood, right. they hooked on this, or they were beaten, or they were sexually abused, and exactly. left untreated or un, un, uh however you want to call it for a period of time, it just manifests into this right issue, you know? And so it's easier for people to portray, you know, whatever as evil, you know? Right. You, you watch these old movies. We talk about old movies from the eighties. It was always Russians, you know, the Russians. Right. Were evil. Yeah. <laughs> and then in the nineties and two thousands, it was always the Arabs. They were evil. Right. But they leave out the part where like, we've gone over there and done a bunch of horrible shit to their villages and families to, forward our interests and you know there was uh there was a documentary that came out uh, about a decade or two ago i think it was called why we fight and it starts off with eisenhower talking about the potential future dangers of the militarization of the united states and how a lot of things that we perceive as acts of terror on our country are actually payback for things that we never knew yeah so not to get this so political but I think what we easily write off as evil is just because we don't take the time to look into what the genesis of that was. But right. I'm interested to know what your viewpoint is. Uh, that's hard. <laughs> um, I, I think that there, there is genuine evil in the world. I yeah. do. I, I think that you're right that uh, probably 99% of the time it's not evil. It's, it's caused by something else. But I, I do think that it's possible for people to just be like, no, yeah. <laughs> you know, just totally like not okay. 
I, I think that that's probably reserved to like a very small group of people, though. For sure. I had uh, Dr. Joe Satterley on this show, and I've used him a ton in my criminal cases and family law cases to do psychological evaluations. Right. People. And, he, you know, he said there are some people who just don't have a conscience. They yeah. just don't have that in them. And it's not anything that happened to them. It's just right. how they were born. So that so that does exist. Um, it was interesting. I had uh, attorney Lori Chain on here. And she was a public defender for both Bobby Joe Long and for Eileen Warnos, who were two of the most popular oh, wow. yeah. serial killers. Yeah. And she told me about sitting in the rooms with them, talking to them about their case and how just they're not even playing from the same script as everybody else. Right. Like, like she said, Warnos changed direction on a dime and it wasn't as though she did it by, uh, that she did it voluntarily, like literally she was crying and then her, her face just changed. Oh, wow. She was talking about something else to the point where it was almost like schizophrenic, like there was two parts. Of right. Her. And then with Bobby Joe Long, she just said he was kind of a con man who could kind of whatever. But, mm. you know, this I don't know why we've gone off on serial killers talking about music, <laughs> but, but it, well, we talked the darkness and the evils in the world. Yeah, all, no, all, yeah. All, all this kind of stuff. It makes sense. It, it's interesting to me because... I spent a lot of time thinking about myself and why I do the things I do and why I don't do the things that I don't do. And it seems to me that, you know, hopefully our natural state would be to try and do the right thing. Right. But that doesn't always happen. There's, yeah. there's, there's a, whether it's a low emotional intelligence or a selfishness kind of, we stray from that. And so, um, you know, I, I, I love, I love, that genre of art that kind of reflects that. So in any event, yeah. I don't know if that's exactly where you're going with your music. No, yeah, absolutely. So after the album comes out and the touring, what's next? Do you have more plans? You guys got any more videos that you're shooting or anything? Definitely like more videos. Um, probably before the album comes out, there'll be another, another single after skin um, with a video. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to kind of do as much as I can, you know, just, tour write another album <laughs> you know just Have keep you going of doing vinyl for the album or anything like that is going to come out on any kind of hard copies or is it just going to be streaming or yeah um i've thought about doing vinyls they're just so expensive to get made it's so ridiculous that's I, my only I've, thing that's really i you know as i have a lot of people in here i'm like yeah i would really love to have your record I know. on and i look into it and it's just like it's expensive as hell. Yeah. I'm, I would have to do like a pre-order yeah. or something, you know, so that I know sense. how many to make. Like I might do something like that. Um, but yeah, I'll probably have, you know, like CDs just on its shows and right. stuff like that right. also. And you do have a line of merchandise that's available on Teespring, right? Yeah. Teespring.vetno.com, I think. I checked it out last night. Uh, I love, I'm a big t-shirt person. So I love, oh, great. I love the one with the light bulb and yeah. the other one that's kind of like a swirl. Yeah. I don't know. Are those from different albums or from different? Oh, it's just me making stuff. Okay. <laughs> the swirl was a photo that Michael took actually. And I like edited it into a, I'll show you it. Um, you don't even know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> but the light bulb was, um, I'm going to start using that as my logo soon. It's just like a little like graphic design thing yeah, that I made. I was playing with it on different color backgrounds. Yeah. Shirts, Cause at a certain point it's like, how many black t-shirts can I own? But right. It looks, yeah. It kind of looks the best on a black t-shirt. No, absolutely. I was trying yeah. it on some of the other ones. So let me, can I ask kind of about your guys' relationship? Relationship and what it's sure. like, you guys are such. What's it like, Michael? Oh fuck! Yeah, I, mean, I put you on the spot. I'm gonna turn that spotlight and put it in your face. 
Well, I mean, you're both such creative individuals with so many amazing ideas. I, I almost wonder if it would be exhausting. Like, are you guys constantly creating or is there kind yes. of a side of you that and watches giving... like Full House and orders pizza and doesn't do anything that's remotely got any integrity to it at all? No, we, we have a we, good balance. Yeah, but we have to tell ourselves like, all right, we're not going to work on anything. We're just going to hang out this time. And watch right. a movie or just something. dark yeah, and Bauhaus is playing that. in the background. Like, <laughs> and you guys are like... Making blood packs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We have a couple of blood packs, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you do very much the visual part of, of your, well, let me, let me put it differently. Your driving kind of, uh, conduit for creativity is visual arts, whether it's, you know, a lot of the stuff you do with Blade of Sir and Andrew and then the videos that you're doing for people and all that kind of stuff. But you also, uh, I know you did a movie for the George that just came out recently, and then you also did the Steppenwolf one just come out recently. That comes yeah. out uh, October first on okay. the the New Harvest Moon. The, okay, the uh, Lonesome Wolf film is coming out. But just a little background on how I met Julia is uh, she hired me with her band about two and a half years I ago. Didn't say your name yet, Julia Powell. Of well, Vet Vetno. Vetno. Okay, I said Vetno. I, I no, shouldn't no. say her name. I'm gonna yeah. get in trouble for this. She, she's I Vetno. go by Vetno yeah. now. You do? That's my whole thing. For yeah. Sure? Oh wow. Oh, so yeah. we need to like get you a symbol. Can the light bulb be the Vetno? Symbol? Yeah, it is. All right, so yeah. The artist formerly known oh, as Julia. That's that's right. Yes. Yeah. But uh, she had hired me to do a video for her band, and the music was completely different than it is now and mm -hmm. stuff. And the first time that we shot together, I just saw that she was very creative, driven, and had a good sense of what she wanted visually. Yeah. And we kind of clicked uh, collaborating on that. And we were friends for over, you know, 18 months before yeah. we started dating or anything. So How did it you was... become aware of him as far as uh, producer or director of videos? Had you seen any of the pieces that he had done? Yeah, it was, um, oh my God, what was JT. it? JT. Yeah. yeah. You had done a video for JT. And I saw yeah. it and I was like, so hey. So a mutual friend through open mics, actually. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And you, you dug it and said, can you do something for me? Yeah. And then yeah. you guys have done like 10 videos. Right. Yeah. yeah. Now, do you guys go to each other for advice on things? Like, do you ask her her, her opinion on what you're shooting and what you're producing and you him on the she, music you're doing? Pretty much every day yeah. she'll send me a new song that she's yeah. working on and stuff. And then I'll show her. Does never say anything other than this is amazing? I, I, I he better not. I okay. say things that are factual. That's okay. it. I'll just say like that. It just that, happens to be amazing. Right. Or, right. <laughs> or like if I think like a beat is faster or something, I'm like, oh, that's kind of a fast beat. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but we're not here to critique each other to the point no. where it's like down talking. Like that's not helpful at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's always a constructive criticism. And I'll show her some of my videos and be like, I don't know if I'm super thrilled with this. And I think the other day you're like, well, you should just make it darker. And I made it darker and it worked better. And it was just like, it was like, <laughs> well, well it's awesome because she has that background in film. And I trust her eyes a little bit. Well, yeah. you guys definitely have a shared taste. Yeah. Uh, or a shared well, it's, it's also like, you know, I'm a musician who's into film. So when I look at his stuff, I'm still looking at it as a consumer, right. you know, and he's a filmmaker who's into music, but he doesn't play music. So he's looking at it as a consumer. So it's like, we, get you know a, what a normal person will think right. from each other since we're interested in it but it's not like we're not in the same career you right. know right i think it's great have you guys <laughs> aside from a video thought like have her do a soundtrack to a movie or like have you guys thought of yeah or? that's in the works actually and that'll be something maybe next year that i film but she's already made a song for me that kind of is inspiring it so it's nice i do that with achilles too where i'll have the music beforehand before i even start filming and one i can edit to the music already and it just helps me inspire but because I, I i the drive thing i don't want to you know gild the lily there but i could definitely see like a 
Nicholas Winding Refn or, or uh, Dennis Villeneuve type. Of, <laughs> she has said she wants to do some synthy stuff, and and oh, I that mean, new Dune movies coming out. Yeah, I yeah. picture that type of music. Over My there. producer Sean is so stoked about the new Dune movie. I he's like losing his shit about it. Well, yeah, I mean, I hope I hope they pull it off. But I mean, the, the good news is, is it would be pretty hard to not improve upon the original movie. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Even though it had even though it had Sting in it, but well, I know it had. No, Sting, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, but with the David Lynch version. Yeah. But you're not going to make everyone happy with Lynch something like that. Lynch is another like director that I can see in your... <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Of, yeah. Yeah, I got to show her more Lynch, the creepy, uh, surreal vibe, I think. Oh, yeah. for sure. That, for the sure. next music video we're going to do uh, for her song, Leech, is going to have that type of creepy vibe to it and stuff. Yeah. Well, if you need a creepy... My wife's not creepy, but if you need a ballerina to make her creepy, <laughs> she, she would she would be amazing. She's tall and... Okay. Oh, yeah, very yeah. Awesome. dark features and stuff. That so, would be yeah. kind of cool, so yeah. That, that would be awesome. I like that you're casting her out. You're her casting, casting agent. Her yeah, yeah. Creepy you're her manager Sorry, now. Babe, you know, that's the creepy part. <laughs> You're just creepy because you married me. But the <laughs> You're the creepy I'm part. I'm creep in that, yeah. in, the, in that whole scenario. Well, I'm so stoked that you came by. I don't, I, I, you know, it's a happy accident. I don't know how I would have come upon your music without knowing Mike, but I did. Yeah. And I love it. Like, seriously, like I, you know, I've been finding these new worlds through this podcast, which is really awesome for me because it helps me kind of expand the breadth of what I listen to. And I, I really dig it. And there's not, you know, one of the good things in trying to think of who it sounds like is if I'm not coming up with someone easily or someone spot on, that tells me that it's something special, that it's kind of in its own thing. Thank you. And yeah. so uh, very much, you know, it's a combination of, like I said, PJ Harvey, Fiona Apple, Depeche Mode, a lot of these darker types of synthy music. And it, it's just really cool. So I wish you Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, before I, before you go, where can people find you online? Where can people find you on social media? Where can people find your t-shirts? Yeah. So um, I have the same username on every website. It's just vet now, which is V E T N O U G H. We got to talk about that name. So, Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay. uh, tell me about the, the, where that name came from. Yeah. So have you ever seen the movie Frank? I think I have, but I think I was intoxicated. Sure. Yeah. You have to be for that movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's this movie about this kind of failed musician and he finds this band Everyone in the band is like batshit insane. The singer wears like a fake like paper mache head. Yeah. Um. So he joins this band and then they go to an island in the middle of nowhere to record their album. And the name of the island is Vetno. Okay. So I just kind of stole that. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> and that's, that's my that's name awesome. now. I love it. Um, yeah. <laughs> So on October 2nd, when it comes out, what services can people listen to it on? It'll be everywhere. Um, iTunes or Apple Music, I guess now. No one uses iTunes yeah. anymore. Uh, Spotify, you know, YouTube, SoundCloud, wherever you listen Bandcamp. to music. Yes, Bandcamp. Yep. Awesome. Thank you, Julia, so much for coming yeah. on. I really enjoyed it. I love that new single. Uh, Thank you. Mike's going to post-production it in at the beginning so you can <laughs> hear it more clear without us talking over it. But. Very cool. Thank you again. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right.